another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. And welcome from a very wet and rainy Johannesburg this very fine March month. We're taking all the rain away from Europe in Johannesburg at the moment and from the Eastern Cape, <laughs> apparently. Well, according to good sources who have been over in England, apparently that uh, yeah, they're saying, no, we haven't had enough rain. And well, it's I don't know. I'm not a climate change denier, but there you know, is something to be said for it. Are we in El Nino or La Nina? I wonder. Maybe Jenny Baxter, who's sitting in France, is able to tell us. I don't know, but hello. Hello. Um, <laughs> um, I, I don't know which one it is right now. Sorry, but I can look it up for you. But um, <laughs> but shame. I mean, over in Australia, it's just got worse and worse, and at least 20 people have died there now from all no. their rain. So I know you're getting a lot, but yours seems to be helping the dams and the gardens, whereas, you know, they've had flooded houses, flooded roads. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Um, I don't mind the rain. You know, I think that every, I think people all over the world are always going to complain about the weather, whatever it is. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too wet. It's too dry. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what? There's something you cannot do anything about, and that is the weather. And there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. But you know what I love? I love when it rains because it's so rare here. And because of growing up in South Africa and particularly in Australia, where it is a sin to stay indoors. So, mm. you know, there's so much pressure to go outside. So it's, it's an absolute, oh, a treat to, to be able to cuddle indoors and watch a little telly or write or something. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Well, these days, um, watching telly is becoming a bit more difficult <laughs> in <gasps> South Africa. With your load shedding. Oh, Did you see can the you announcement? Believe? Stage yeah. four until Friday yeah. and then stage two till Monday. So, so how will this affect you? I know I've asked before, but it, it, I just never can comprehend. Well, fortunately for us at the podcast studio, it doesn't because we are on solo completely. Um, how does it affect me That's personally? Um, it stops me from doing work. Uh, which is always a bonus, <laughs> but most of most of it is in my head anyway. It stops me from watching too much TV because I can sit and actually binge watch. But I have town gas and I have lots and lots of solo lighting. So, in fact, I'm quite happy. I, I download all my podcasts. I make sure that everything's charged up. I listen to podcasts and I read or I, I get crafty with making blankets for those in need, which is going to be coming up pretty soon now that we're doing that little slide into winter again. So it doesn't really affect me that badly, except if the children, of course, haven't charged everything up and then they're moaning because their phones are dying. <laughs> but I know for a lot of people it does affect, I mean, it affects business. It, it, the amount of money that is lost through load shedding. And you would really think that after all of these years, I, I remember when, when Cyril first came in saying, you know, mark my word, there will be no more load shedding in South Africa. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. What can well, we say? Well, yeah, I think the DA came out this week saying we published a story from them saying that it's been worse under Ramaphosa, more load shedding than ever before, um, mm. which obviously isn't personally his fault. But, yeah, it's a pity. He did say that um, they have got it in hand and they are handling it. And I think it's staying down a lot because they're fixing it as well. So well, it's maybe, maybe when hopeful. the… 
COP26 people decide to actually, in fact, really get a South Africa off of fossil fuels, which means, you know, that we, because yeah. coal is the thing that is needed for electricity and starts actually taking cognizance here in this country instead of trying to put the money in their back pockets and putting the money into solar power instead of actually saying to people, Oh, well, if you get solar power, we're going to tax you. I mean, that was ludicrous as well. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, there's all these things that come along, but we, you know, I, I, I prefer to look at the positives of it if, if it means that the electricity system is falling apart and we're giving all of our electricity to the other SADC countries. Well, then South Africans are just going to have to get with the program and actually start looking into solar a lot more and maybe the government as well, except I think we need to keep it out of the government hands because can you imagine if any of those trillions and trillions and trillions of rands that had been stolen over the last 24 years had actually gone into development of infrastructure in South Africa, this country would be styling. It really would. I'm just saying that those people who stole all the money from the people of South Africa should actually hang their heads in shame, but we know they never will. It's just a pity. But anyway, so that's my opinion. Nobody else's. You know, just on a very positive side, talking about the whole world and everything, is I have just seen an article in the Telegraph, you know, the the UK Telegraph, Mm. with the heading, Why Cape Town is the greatest city in the world to visit right now. Mm. And so when you talk about infrastructure and everything, Cape Town has managed to get itself together, to work with private enterprise, has a slightly different government, provincial government. And what the Telegraph says is that Cape Town doesn't look like pre-pandemic days. It actually looks even better. It looks revamped and recharged. So there's lots of hope. Actually. Yeah, look, it can be very depressing living in Johannesburg. Um, I think that we see the rot a lot more here than in other places because, I mean, people who come out from wherever who'd lived here before are just saying, sheesh, it looks like everything's collapsing. But we are working on it. We are working on it. Anyway, so what are some other stories that you've picked up? I mean, obviously the one that's on everybody's mind apart from load shedding, um, because that's very specific to us, is the the whole Ukraine thing. And uh, yeah, man. I know. I mean, it's really, it's really tough being in Europe at the moment. You know, we're, we're very much all aware of it. It is truly affects us. We've, we've had busloads of refugees already arriving in Antibes, um, mm. and, and everybody's doing everything they can to help. But it's been beautiful to see, you know, even though South Africa is so far away, to see the South Africans stepping up. And of course, no surprises, but when asked by the, um, the Ukraine society in South Africa, I think, uh, Gift of the Givers has mm. stepped up. You know, they already have the blueprint on how to provide humanitarian aid because of all the work they've done in Syria. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they are going to be helping in with medical and non-medical on the front line with uh, displaced people. And they're also raising funds to repatriate those South Africans who want to return to South Africa. Mm. But as they say, you know, most of these South Africans are students who were in the Ukraine to study. So they don't actually want to return to SA yet because they're still hoping to finish their, their studies, yeah. you know, but, but wonderful to see them there. And also an update on Kurbis, the guy with the four dogs yes. who wouldn't leave Kiev. Yes. He has now managed to be taken out and him and his dogs are safely in Poland. Oh, fantastic. Um, 
which is wonderful. And then, I don't know if you saw the Kiffness. Yes. So he remixed an existing video, which is what he always does. You know, he finds these videos on YouTube and then remixes them. Mm. And I think some people think he's, he's doing it with the person, but he's actually doing it after the fact. He did it with um, this guy's permission. It's a Ukrainian pop singer who's the, the lead singer of Boombox, mm-hmm. a, a huge band in Ukraine. And this singer has obviously dropped everything to join the military. And on one of his first days, he sung this very famous Ukraine folk song. And it reached quite a few thousand people. It went viral. The Kifnis then remixed it. Mm-hmm. And it has now gone super viral. It reached millions. Within, within 24 hours, he had raised 7,000 US dollars, which is going straight to Ukrainian aid. And this, of course, is David Scott. I loved how he called himself, instead of calling himself the Kifnis, he called himself the Kievness. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it's had over 6 million views on Facebook now, over 1 million on YouTube. Oh, and then there was this beautiful quote that um, a refugee said, you know, somebody in Ukraine. And he said, you know, after five days of periodical Russian artillery fire, listening to the Kifnis is the first time since the 24th of February that I'm listening to music. And I want to thank you for your music in general, for this track particularly, and especially for your support to Ukraine. Fantastic. So that was a special message to the Kifnis. Well, I, I just love that. I'm trying to find it at the moment. With um, <laughs> oh, It was the, the story about the president of the Ukraine. Um, having been Zelensky, on, yeah. having been, what was he on? Uh, he was on one of the dance shows. He also had a comedy series where yeah, he was like he was a, a president. He's a dancer as well. And he, he yeah, yeah, I watched the dance. Comedian. It was fantastic. Was it on the Ukraine version of So You Think You Can Dance or something like that? It was absolutely brilliant. So, I mean, you can find some fun, fabulous stuff on Facebook, not just obviously on sapeople.com and, and on the Facebook page. But, um, one of the things that came up for me today was, and I know I'm going off topic a little bit here, Lewis Pugh. <laughs> Once yeah, again, he comes yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. No, but he puts up such amazing stuff that he's got the story here that um, Ernest Shackleton's ship Endurance has been found in Antarctica after a century. I don't know oh, if you've amazing. seen that. Yeah, um, it's no. a, I mean, it was just oh, amazing that they found the wreck. How cool is that? That's very, very cool. Yeah, oh, I'm really chuffed. Yeah, um, and I was going to um, tag you on it, but I think you get tired of me and my Lewis Pugh stories. <gasps> no, no, no. I love it, and I love it when you tag me. Please tag me. Okay. All right, so um, we've, we've done the show, load shedding so that, you know, lo- expats just feel sorry for us. You know, we're sitting so many people in the dark, and especially when it's raining in areas. Um, there's a lot of cold and wet people out there. So if you have any spare um Umbrellas or raincoats or blankets or whatever, please keep them in your car and take them out and give them to the beggars on the side of the street. That's what I do. And I do it all the way through the year. So go out there and be a happy person. All right. So what else? Of course, <laughs> I mean, the one thing that everybody saw, I mean, I've been seeing on timeline filled up with it was all the outpouring, pouring of grief and regrets um, for Shane Warne's passing. Yeah. At just 52. Had, had you ever met him? No, he's one of the few I didn't meet. 
Mm. Yeah, because I was in Noosa one day um, at a, like a tennis tournament thing, and Shane arrived, and I promise you, he just changed everything. Mm. He was just so friendly, so his charisma—you could feel it. It was—it was like having a a huge light just arrive. You know, he was just so yeah charismatic. Yeah. Um, and Cassie's actually living in Madrid with one of his best friends, eating off. His dining table actually so so we've had lots of stories there but i've loved the stories out of south africa we on sa people have an have a have a video where he said a couple of years ago that there's something special about the South Africans mm. and how for 23 years of playing there, he had made a lot of South African friends. He thought it was because we both love our sport, our banter and our beer. He said his favorite tour ever was going to South Africa in 1994. And then there was this beautiful story, uh, I don't know if you saw, a journalist, like a junior cub reporter in Durban, was sent to a cricket match, to the hotel after the cricket match. Somebody was injured. And he went up to the injured player, and the injured player told him to F off. Mm -hmm. So as the photographer was saying, come, let's, let's go, he said this guy approached him and said, hey, ignore the player, you know, he's just a grumpy old sod, and why don't you interview me instead? And that was Shane Warne. And just Great. stepped in and, and a, a random act of kindness, as this guy said, you know, how beautiful. And, and that was a bigger story than the, the injured guy. Yeah, uh, that's good. No, it's yeah. the sport, real sportsman. Full yeah. of, full of nonsense, bit of chutzpah, you know, naughty yeah, like a hell. Entertainment. Yeah. He was he was big time entertainment. And what I just loved is that South Africans did love to hate him, mm. but um, but they loved absolutely him. admired him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So what else have you got that's good? Well, staying with sport, the Springbok uh, test tickets for, for all the home matches mm -hmm. go on sale today. So, um, so I think that's quite nice. You know, expats, if you, because I don't think anybody's been able to see a Springbok game for a Springbok match for two and a half years. Mm. So, um, so it's a big thing. Remember Wales in July, New Zealand in August, Argentina in September. Tickets are 150 to 1,500. Mm-hmm. Grand. So you can get those today. <laughs> I'm assuming grand. I was going to say yeah. sheesh if it's anything else, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually quite strange to think that it's almost two years since we went into lockdown. And, I mean, I was sitting there and thinking, and you can tell when it is because of the feeling that you had as the weather changes. And the weather was yeah. changing as we were going into lockdown. Of course, when we came out of lockdown, it was like almost completely winter. So you, you think about that and remember the pictures that you put up two years ago when we were all going, ah, oh, yeah, this will be over in three weeks. And here we are two years <laughs> later, still trying to get through it. But anyway, yeah. the good news is, is that things are lightening up, um, even though we, we do know that there are a lot of people who are battling with the long-term effects of COVID. And as my doctor said, you know, like, don't think that this is over. He said a couple of weeks ago, he said, when you have an eight-year-old girl who dies and mm -hmm. is one of your patients from COVID. So still take it easy out there. Please don't, don't go out and get completely ridiculous. Just take care of yourselves. All right. So what have you got in the way of news from expats? Um, well, France has reduced its travel restrictions for South Africans. SA is now on the green list. So you mm -hmm. can come and visit me. <laughs> Yay. Um, you no longer, if you're unvaccinated, you no longer need a um, compelling reason, just so long as you've had a PCR or an antigen test. If you're vaccinated, just show the proof. 
And from Monday for us, there's no more pas sanitaire because you know at the moment for us to go to movies or into restaurants, we were meant to show it. I mean, not not every restaurant has done it, but um, yeah. So that all stops on Monday, and um, and then and then you know, Kingdoms of Fire, Ice, and Fairy Tales, mm-hmm. which we've spoken about before, that had its premiere in Europe this week. So for anybody who missed it, I think go on to Arte and you know, and you can how you can see old old shows, whatever. And Susan Scott and Bonnet de Bod, who made that documentary, which is like these just epic places in the world, are currently filming part two. So they're in a very exciting part of the world and they promised to give us an exclusive next week about it. And then I just wanted to ask, please, if there's anybody out there that has a spare five or ten dollars, it could make such a difference to this little village in South Africa. There's an expat, Kate, in England and a lady in South Africa, Kelly, and they are raising, you know, all they need is another 2,000 euros, basically. Uh, It's to help this village rebuild their homes. But the villagers themselves are doing the building. It's empowering them. But we just need to donate so that they can afford the concrete and everything. Is so, this um, Alamans Drift? Yes. So if you just do a search on face on yeah Facebook, friends of Alamans Drift B and surrounds, and join the group. And please donate. Just five dollars will make a massive difference. Good idea. Let's let's start from the ground up. That's oh, what I have and to you, say. you know what else I forgot, Mal, is if anybody wants to help Gift of the Givers to help in Ukraine, it's giftofthegivers.org forward slash make dash a dash difference. Well, interestingly enough, um, because my children are no longer at school, we have a My School card where you can use it at various places. You swipe the card and like wherever you're shopping, some of the money goes into various like a charity which you've donated. Well, not charity or a school or the Theatre Benevolent Fund or any of those things. Now, one of the, the things is Gift of a Giver. So I've changed mine over to my money goes into the Gift of the oh, Giver's fantastic. pockets. Fantastic. So that's an easy way of doing it. You don't even have to spend any money except the money that you would be spending in a shop in any case. So that's not a bad way of doing things. All right, so local good news. Um, oh, before we get on to the other sportsmen, I just saw that Sarah Ferguson, not not Fergie the princess, but the swimmer, <laughs> yeah. um, my dear friend Andy Kutsia, the underwater cameraman who is a, a fly fisherman, a guide, and lives down along the coast, um, has some underwater footage of her on Instagram and Facebook um, of her swimming with dolphins on one of her big swims again. Oh, so, man. I mean, she's just phenomenal. Yeah, so that was lovely, lovely footage. So, if anybody's into watching people swimming underwater, well, <laughs> go and have a look. Andy Kutsia. And Sarah, remember, is, is swimming from Durban to Cape Town, in case anybody yes. didn't hear that before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> part of it. Yeah, just, just there we go. Yes. <laughs> okay, so local good news. Um, I saw there was something up about Gary Player. Yes, he he ra- he helped raise two million rand on Saturday night at a fantastic event in Cape Town with uh, Ronan Keating, you know the Irish superstar. So so mm-hmm. Ronan actually performed. There was an auction. Um, Gary rallied the troops and and Citadel hosted it, uh, and all the money will go. To to the Red Cross War Memorial Children's Hospital Oncology Unit and to Blair Athol Pre-Primary School in Joburg, which Gary Player and his late wife, his beloved late wife, Vivian, they started in 1990. 
with, mm. you know, no idea that it was going to be, make such a difference to so many children's lives. So that was great. Two million, a, a lot more than anybody expected. And I loved this quote from Ronan Keating when he was explaining why he cares so much about the South African children. And he was, he said, because, you know, him and Gary have been close for years. They, they do quite a few mm-hmm. things together. Uh, he said, South Africa is one of those places that creeps into your heart and never leaves. And then went on well, to that's say, true. yeah, yeah. You know, whenever you come back to South Africa, you know exactly that feeling. It's like, yeah. why have I ever lived here? Anyway, so, yeah. And by the way, I'm, I know that you would know. It's not women's, like South African Women's Day, which is, of course, on the 9th of August, but it was International Women's Day yesterday. Yeah. And I saw some woman going, yeah, well, what, what's changed? There's no difference. Men are still the same. Of course, I went and put up a post about um, middle-aged white men laying down the side on the roads here in Johannesburg. I mean, I saw them throwing rubbish out their car windows. I saw them doing very, very dubious things on the road, like overtaking in the face of oncoming traffic. Um, the latest thing is, is that they don't stop at stop streets, but they do stop at a traffic circle. And I just don't get this. So I, I spend most of my time tearing my hair out at these men who are probably younger than me, but I want to go and rip off their arms and hit them with a wet end. So I was sitting there <laughs> thinking, you know, if you've made a mistake on the road, anybody, I don't care if you're male, female, what color you are, if you make a mistake... I know we're all frustrated and very irritated, especially when there's load shedding and the robots are all out. Sorry, traffic lights for those of you who've forgotten what a robot is. Not a checklist of checkers of art and thing. Oh, so do the traffic lights go out as well when it's load shedding? Yes. Yes, because they haven't put the traffic lights onto solar power. Not all of the, some are on solar power, but then the people steal the panels. So all the lights go out, which makes it very difficult, especially when it's raining. Just be patient, people. Go out there and be kind to your fellow man. Drive like decent human beings. Sorry, I'm getting on my soapbox. My huff has arrived. I shall depart therein. Right, okay. <laughs> but anyway, back to Women's Day. Gentlemen, why don't you just drive like gentlemen every day of the week and treat all the women in your life you know, like a gentleman? That's yeah. all I can say about Women's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I love there was a, a celebration of, of some of the women, and it's quite shocking. But, you know, in the restaurant industry, Mm-hmm. It's something like it's, it's. I mean, it's all industries, but the restaurant industry's stats I got: twenty six percent. Only twenty six percent of leaders are women, and only twenty three percent at a director level. So. Um, the Restaurant Collective, which was started in 2020 in South Africa, mm. is doing all it can to empower women. They've got a mentoring program starting in August, and they celebrated three very special women in restaurants in South Africa. I don't know if everybody realized, but Spurs' CEO is, is Val Nikas. Worst place to have worked as a waitress back in the past. I worked at the Seven Spur in Seapoint, and I never made any tips. <laughs> it was oh, no. horrible work. Working at the spur. No, but I'm no, they're, they're great restaurants, but it's just difficult working there. <laughs> All right, so Val Nickers, yeah. Okay. Uh, Natasha Sedaris from Tasha's, mm-hmm. who, by the way, was recently uh, included in the top 50 list for Caterer Middle East. For, oh, okay. for being one of the most inspirational women in food and beverage. And then also Grace Harding, CEO of Ocean Basket. I like Ocean Basket. Yeah. Yeah. I was in Cyprus once and bumped into an Ocean Basket. And, and I also saw last week that, or a couple of weeks ago, a new Ocean Basket opened in the UK. So it's kind of going the same way as Nando's. Nando's, yeah. yeah. Nando's, which the, the British think is proudly British. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when people, when people in England get their, you know, immigrants from like America or wherever, when they get their 
British citizenship. They celebrate with, with, with Nando's. Nando's. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> Completely bizarre. All right. Well, that's very entertaining, but there's other stuff which is really entertaining on, on the small boxes as well. Yeah. There's, uh, I don't know if you'd be interested. I really am. It starts today. The Andy Warhol Diaries mm-hmm. on Netflix. So unprecedented. Oh, I might access give that a look. And, yeah. So that could be good. I once met the woman who introduced him to tie-dye, which is how he then did so many of his prints and everything. She was fascinating. She she lived next door to him. And then there's also, have you ever watched A Million Little Things? I have already watched the latest season in its entirety. Yes. (gasps) I think it started on Showmax on the first, on the first of March, didn't it? I got, I got it from somewhere else. I love it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Oh, I love Um, it. And yeah, it's, no, it's a great it's, show. And, and, and I think it has, I haven't seen it yet, so don't spoil it too much, but, but it's, it's adapted to COVID in this latest season, hasn't it? Which is well, just, like a lot of the series, I mean, uh, the latest season of Chicago Med is on as well. Um, it's just started on TV here in South Africa. And it was very interesting to see them all now dealing with the, the COVID pandemic, yeah. like as if they had just, it had just started like a couple of months previously and how they were dealing with it from the hospital point of view. And it was, it was quite poignant. Um, I, I kind of, my heart drank a pint, as we'd say, <laughs> when I was watching it. I had a little, like there was something in my eye, you know. Aww. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and then, of course, um, you've got, uh, we're not going to talk about, um, sex in Afrikaans, but what is Trokurs about? Because, of course, I don't, I don't watch, um, anything to it's do with weddings. It's really beautiful and it's available for South Africans around the world, except for America and a couple of other places. And it's the woman I've told you before. She works at a, at an agency that does weddings. But it's, oh, yeah. it's okay. her own so dealing life with and romance, but it's, no, oh, it's just beautiful. It's about friendship and love and okay. it's, it's stunning. And it makes, I, I, I don't know if I told you, but I started like almost dreaming in Afrikaans after watching it. And, yes. and I could never really speak Afrikaans that well. So no, we gathered that. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's really, really good. And then next week we, you know, raised by wolves, which mm-hmm. is just doing so well all around the world. And next week, you and I will hopefully have Kim Engelbrecht, who stars in it. Fantastic. Yeah. Lovely actress. So yeah. She'll join us on the podcast. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, apart from that coming up, what else have you got coming up on the site this week? Oh, a really special story. It's this unprecedented effort in the world to save one of Africa's most threatened fish, which happens to be in the Western Cape. And it's a freshwater fish. I think it's called a sandfish, but you'll have to watch SA People for the details. It's actually one of our frequent contributors who this is happening on her farm and in her her area. And National Geographic has picked up on it and has done an amazing story about it. And yeah, so we'll have more. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. And that's Lauren Bradley's farm. Yes. We'll have to keep an eye out for that. So everybody get on to sapeople.com. Don't miss out on all the good news that's coming out of South Africa. Don't be a sourpuss. Get on to the page and go and share your good stories. And I love the fact that Hot 102.7 has also now started in their news broadcasts being sharing good news stories from their listeners. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so at the end of the end of the news stories, okay, they actually say, and here's some good news from you from one of our listeners, which I think is wonderful. And I think the rest of the country and in fact the rest of the world should be including that as well. Not all news is bad news. Okay. <laughs> 
With that little bit of pearl of wisdom, gosh, I have been a little bit forthright today, haven't I? <laughs> Must have been all those bad drivers on the road that really got my dander up. <laughs> have a fantastic week, Jenny. We'll catch up with you again next time. Everybody else, of course, please do get along. Support South African stories and South African people because we support you. Thanks. And from me, Melanie Walker, goodbye. Bye, Mel. Thank you. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.